Welcome to Young About Pate. I am Carl Hess. With me, as always, Joel Miller. Hey there. Barely, hey. barely awake. No, I'm, I am not. Yeah. Yeah. What? It is the day after the Super Bowl. I think you know, if you don't overindulge on the Super Bowl day, then what, what have you even really done with your I, life? I ate so much cheese sauce. And sodium. The amount of industrial cheese that I put in my body it was like staggering. It's I want to I want to say it's impressive, but also like my body's like it's not that impressive. No, it's it's not that impressive. I feel, you know, eating eating lots of industrial cheese that's a young man's game. I'm I am no young man anymore. I'm farting right now. I have been farting for thirty minutes straight. Just farting. (laughs) It was silent. And it was, I'm just like... I also just farted. Yeah, we're mean, just, it was farcast. We're, we're, we're gassy individuals. Gassy. Today. I will say, I went down to Estretto, your new sandwich shop downtown, and you guys were doing a special, and it was, uh, it was a doyer dog. Basically a hot dog wrapped in bacon covered in cheese sauce. Yeah, we had that. We had a doyer dog and a dodger dog. A dodger dog was more just like peppers, onions, ketchup, must, mustard, and mayo. That cheese sauce, I'll say that cheese sauce was fucking good. This cheese sauce is great. It I mean, didn't overpower the dog. No. The do- I, I, the dog was lovingly cooked in a panini press. Mm-hmm. When it, it it had all it had all the right components, you know, we put made some salsas, made some pickled onions. You guys really do some work with that panini press. We it's it's I, you know what that's actually one of the more fun things that we get to do. Like because you think that like having a sandwich shop, you're like ah oh, you know it's just gonna be sandwich, it's gonna be limiting. But like right now you got hot surfaces, you can it's do something. When it's like when your imagination runs wild, where you're like. Okay, we're limited, but it's like it's like it's like MacGyvering a bong, you know. It's just like <laughs> right. give me a two by four, right. some electrical tape, and an old Rush CD. And like, a- Does it have to be a Rush CD? Like, bro, that's the most <laughs> crucial part. If it's fly by night, all the better. Yeah, it's, but it's like we, we're just learn we're learning so much about the space, and we're learning so right. much about like you're what working we're capable, within the limits. Yeah, what we're capable of doing, and I, and I and right now we're able to do some pretty amazing things. In that really small space, you made a great pasta the other day. Yeah, we made, we're making we're making pasta. I mean, it was it's it, it's been it's been a big undertaking. I restrained yeah. myself. I had the one dog, but then I went to another party and they had someone had made queso that had fresh cilantro and jalapeno on top. But then, game changer, fried yeah. shallots. I saw that. I was like, uh, oh, all right. It's so like first of all, I love fried shallots. I mean, they're delicious. They put them on anything. Texture. I love what texture. am I not going to put fried shallots I'm on? I'm a texture daddy. I'm way back. So that the creaminess with the crunchiness, it was like I think a crunchy element on top of queso is important, but you don't see that a lot. Well, because you have a crunchy element underneath queso. That's why. What do you mean? The chip. True, but I mean on top. You're talking about layers of crunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Obviously, you have the chip unless you're going straight, straight finger. Fingers, <laughs> finger dipping. <laughs> Rub the teeth. It's pure. Yeah, I uh, pure what <laughs> at that point? It's pure garbage. Pure garbage. Um, yeah, I mean, we had a we had a great super party. It was a nice turnout. We we had friends and uh, we had a good amount of friends. Friends, and lovers, acquaintances, fun. enemies, various <laughs> yeah. passerbys. There was one guy in the corner just squinting and glaring at me the entire time, <laughs> but he enjoyed the hot dogs. Right, exactly. so. Well, I mean, I'm I'm feeling a little worse for wear, but I, you know, I'm excited. Just tired. It's, we got. I had. A, we had. A, this is the. We did an early recording, like what, like two weeks ago or something. Right. And I think. And this. This blew it out of the water. We're up working for you, people. I hope you're happy. But they're not. <laughs> they're not. Then they won't be. They until sense, we're dead. They sense my unhappiness with with being awake this early. Well, I will say this is a historical occasion for the podcast because this is the very first episode we're recording using. 
microphone stand. I don't even know what to do with my hands. Joel's hands are in his pockets right now. Well, it's also very cold. I feel very cold. By the way, Carl is also <laughs> wearing his beanie in a non-beanie wearing It's way. cold I in the house. I don't know how. how is the front of your head and hair not cold. It just You have like a tuft. You have tufts sticking Look, out. Look, I'm respecting Yahweh, and I'm keeping the top of my head cold, uh, warm. My, my culture is not your costume, bro. Okay? <laughs> it's a little drafty in my house. Uh, we're, you live in a cavern. We're back There's going to be a tour coming in here soon. <laughs> look, look out for the stalactites on the way to the kitchen. And stalagmites. And the stalagmites. Those are the ones that grow up mm-hmm. from the ground. It's it's a little draft in here, yeah, but you know it's been we're we're in stew weather again. We're yeah, it's we been raining for days. We're we, we're haven't left I haven't left the house. There's yeah. there's no, nothing to do but make I'm soup. Just long johns with butt flap. <laughs> I'm, wearing, I'm wearing a red uni suit with a butt flap. <laughs> I have a long white beard and a knit cap on. I'm like an old prospector who just cap. loves stew. <laughs> Come on in, boys. <laughs> Gather around, Gather boys. Gather around the, pu- the cauldron. <laughs> what do you got in there? Is that an old boot? Don't worry about it. <laughs> boot soup. Boot stew. Boot, that's a perfectly good boot. It's got nutrition in it. <laughs> it was leather. It was from a cow at one point. <laughs> this is basically like jerky. It's, I, I love it when it's like this because, you know, we, we get so much sun. It's nice to have a little stew weather to balance it out. It is nice to Otherwise, have Otherwise, we would never get to eat stew. What kind of life is that? Some sort of stewless existence? I wonder if, like, people are, like, sitting in, like, Minneapolis and they're all just like, we're not eating stew. What the fuck are we doing? Good God. Yeah, I, I can't do... Sub 20 degrees. It's, yeah. like, negative 20. How do, you, how do people do that? Um, I don't know. I feel like those are the craziest people in the world. Like people that want to live in like hot or tropical humid climate. I'm like, okay, yeah. I mean, I guess I get that. Uh, well, you know, periods of like flash floods, but like people are just like, yeah, it's always cold mm. and always snowing mm. and like driving. <laughs> no, 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 we're not driving today. Maybe it's, maybe it's because you can make stew all the time. Maybe it's a stew based lifestyle like to, choice. Would, uh, maybe, maybe like every household just has a crock pot going constantly at all, going at all times. They're just refreshing, refreshing it. It's it. never like not mother, full. Motherfucking boil. <laughs> I guess that is if you lived in like, you know, the windstrap tundra of, of the great white North, you could just have stew whatever you wanted. It's true. That's maybe the only upside. Yeah, I guess. I mean, plus everyone yeah. looks good. It's great layer weather. Everyone looks good in several jackets. Everyone looks good in several. You're like, jackets. I have five shirts. I have two coats, and then a nice puffy jacket. People can't tell what's going on. Uh, yeah, no. Like, are you fat? Are you thin? What are you strong? Uh, who knows? Uh, not only is this historical because we have mic stands, and feel how professional this looks. These are high quality. Uh, you can't see me, folks, but I'm gesticulating wildly with my hands. Really I've is. never had this. Me, I'm bundled up. Like up until now, we've been holding mics. I need cocoa, right? Like now. idiots. No, we have been. I, I've, and it's like that's like even foreign to me. Not for you. You're a, you're a professional. Sure, with a microphone. sure, that's true. All of this is very foreign to me. Uh, well, now that we have them, I feel like, what's the next step in? Uh, uh, streamlining and, and making this a professional a fucking sponsor. Ooh, okay. What if we get sponsored by Mike Stands? <laughs> Mike Stands. Don't use your hands with Mike Stands. Brought to you by I don't even know what brand these are, but they're they're solid. Feel that? Crom- that that mic's not going anywhere. Cromulent Mike Stands. It's cromulent. <laughs> when you don't have a better word, use cromulent. Cromulent Mike Stands. Also, this is a historic occasion because we are going to debut. The new segment, the Hot Take Hotline, 
we've been talking about it. Yeah, we need air horns. That's maybe the next thing or, in streamlining. Or at least vuvuzelas that we can make sound like air horns. <laughs> no, or, no. No, I'm getting like a boat, a boating air horn. No vuvuzelas. There's no vuvuzelas in this house. Uh, we've set up the Hot Take Hotline. It is live. Um, you can reach us at 323-375-4084. You will, you will have to go through about eight to ten rings before you get there. Yeah, it'll ring. There's no there's way a, to there's get a there message. There's a message. Um, think, think about your hottest take. You know, there's a lot of wild food opinions out there floating around. Uh, we're trying to catch them all. We're trying, we're trying, to, to, we're trying to wrangle those yeah. takes. Someone's got to do it. Yeah. Just a bunch of steers running wild. Right. With we, thoughts. We gotta, you know, everyone Let thinks... Let us lasso you into the fucking, in the, into the food comedy spectrum. Everyone thinks that they have a hot take. And you know what? Some people are right. And some people, they're actually garbage. Yes. Like, and how are you gonna know? How are you gonna know if your take's garbage I love or not? when people try to talk to me at one of the restaurants and they try to tell me one of their hot takes, like, and like, they're like really, really backing it. And I was like, and I'm just sitting there like, man, I can't, I can't leave this conversation. It's like on Homer's, like... Yeah, you can stay here, but my, my <laughs> brain is leaving. You know, like my brain Homer's just goes, brain, and I, I just collapse to the floor. Yeah, it's it's a nightmare. It's a veritable nightmare. Well, that's the problem because you're a professional. People are going to come to you with their bad opinions, just like with the comedian. People are like, like "This is a this funny is, bit. You can, you should use this in one of your skits." Any comedian, when you hear that, your eyes just glaze, just glaze over. It's it's the last thing you want. Your to eyes just roll into the back of your head, and there's like you can, you can see your cerebral cortex. Yeah, I mean, like th this is actually a funny story. You you could use this. Okay, so you could use this. There's a guy, and he goes in, but no one knows he's a rabbi. Hear me out. Right, and it's not even usually a street joke. It's usually just like a bad story from their life, or like something that they thought of. You know, I could do comedy. I my everyone in the office says I'm really funny. <laughs> everyone in the office says I'm like the funniest. Everyone song. says that I put them in stitches. Oh my god. Everyone says I could be a chef. You know, I make a really good grilled cheese. That's like the equivalent. I Everyone at the office, that. I make I make Rice Krispie treats. Everyone says I could be a chef. I, I, I love that. I, I love it so much when people <laughs> when people do that. They're just like, yeah, dude, everyone says I should open my own restaurant. You're I'm like, like, yeah, go for I'm, it. I'm like, everyone, how about the people in the industry? Do <laughs> they think you should? Because maybe, just maybe, you should listen to them and not your grandma. Um... Let's see. Uh, we got a couple takes here in the old, in the hopper. Um, Is that a milling reference? <laughs> no, you got a hopper. This is a hopper. That's where you keep shit. In the hopper? Yeah, in the hopper. Oh, all right. He's like, when Kramer's like, oh, I got a couple ideas in the hopper. And Jerry's like, I don't know you got a hopper. He's like, oh, I got a hopper. <laughs> a big hopper. <laughs> um, the funny thing about, so this is set up through Google Voice, the hot take hotline, and... Google Voice is like the the transcribing is so bad, so like a lot of these like longer messages, it's, it's so just you're like reading these. Well, I mean, we we could play them, but um, this one this one is just about how mustard does not get the respect it deserves. Thank you, whoever did that. Uh, you know, that I'm I'm gonna say that's non garbage M mustard. Mustard might be under-respected. By the way, I just want to let you know that I was right. A hopper is a container for bulk materials such as grain, rock, yeah, or trash. it's where you hold shit. Yeah. And takes. Grain, like, rocks, milling, trash, like, takes. Is that a milling reference? It's where I hold the takes. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I had to look that up because I was like, wow. Yeah. We got, we got a whole hopper full of garbage or maybe non-garbage. <laughs> All right, so let's go. Let's, let's continue. I don't think, I mean, look. What, what does it say completely? 
It said mustard should not be relegated to just a condiment. It should be a tier one sauce. But it's not been relegated to just a condiment. It is a condiment. But, but it's not been because think about a lot of barbecue. You do like a, you can do a mustard rub. Mm-hmm. You can make rubs out of it. You can mm-hmm. you can season things with it. There's mustard seeds. Okay, I'm gonna so say is this it is mustard is... like a blank? Are they just talking about yellow mustard? Like doesn't specify. I need more information. Doesn't specify. This is not a hot enough take. I will say this take is not super hot, but I'm gonna say it's not garbage because mustard is. I mean, mustard is great. I yes. feel like. Mustard is respected, but it's like maybe it could be respected more. By you, I am. I'm a number one mushroom respecter. I'm just saying, if if it comes to dipping fries, I would much rather dip it in mayonnaise and mustard. That's all. You're talking about one very specific thing. I'd rather have I'd rather have mayo on a burger. Hot dog. Than than mustard. Just mustard or just mayo on a burger. I'd rather have just mustard on a burger. Crazy. I'd rather have just mustard on a hot dog. I can keep going. Okay. Uh, this one says calzones are just pizza quesadillas. Mm. No, because calzones are completely pocketed, and a quesadilla is it, it lets room leach to leach out. I'm gonna have to say this is garbage because first of all, a pizza quesadilla would be a pizza face down on another pizza. Yes, that would be a pizza that would be a pizza quesadilla. Yeah, quesadilla need needs over. two distinct. Structural layers. Layers that get pressed together to form something together. that like you can handheld. Okay, first of all, calzones are bullshit. Just in general. Why? The calzones are bu- first I, okay, I don't appreciate when people say calzones are pizza. He's knocking because, the mic stand sorry, right. This is getting animated. No, th- Do not calzone, don't knock the mic calzones stand. Calzones are pizza. Calzones are its own it's like a panzerati. A panzerati what is its a own, panzerati. It's like a it's it's like dough that's deep fried with cheese and and uh, sauce in it. Like mozzarella and like sauce. That's yes. a panzerotti. And they give it to you to eat it. A calzone, <laughs> they give it to you to eat And you just eat it. And you just eat it like that. A calzone, it should just be, people should stop saying, oh, a calzone is just pizza. That's, it's not. It's a calzone. It's a different thing. I you love calzone. You can't put calzones in the same category as pizza. They're not the same. It's basically a folded pizza though. It's like a pizza to go. No, it's a mobile like a, pizza. Yeah, but that is the thing. If it's you're a saying pizza it's a, for my busy go-go lifestyle. If you're, if you're saying it's a, a folded pizza, then the quesadilla reference holds holds merit. No, because the quesadilla is not folded. It's two different layers. You take no, but here's the thing: is it because when you make a quesadilla, you have to start with a flat surface that you fold over on itself? Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, I guess there, there, I guess there's. You know what? I will say, I was just at Gorilla Tacos recently. And they do a quesadilla that's basically open face, and you fold yourself. Uh, that's fine with me, I suppose. I mean, mm. that's okay. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Maybe I'm maybe I'm I'm revising this. You're revising calzones are just kind of a piece of quesadilla. Calzone? I mean, calzones are just bullshit. No, they're I'm not going, bullshit. I'm going that far. What's the difference between a calzone and a stromboli? Um, you don't even know. No, I really don't. You don't even know. No. Professional chefs. Oh, yes. Well, you know what I, it is? Because I know everything you know about everything. Is? Strombolis have ricotta in them. I think that's... Or is that a calzone? You One don't of, even know. I don't know. You don't even know. All right, we're moving on. You can't throw on. the reference out there if you don't can't back it up with fucking information. <laughs> oh, God. All right, I think we might have to listen to this one. Let's see. Can we get, can we get nice and tight? I 
first of all, this specifically sounds a lot like Top Ten to Gas Dave Fernie. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I do like uh, that white rice is too spicy. I do. You can you can tell Pence is probably just. I mean, what is Pence? What do you think Mike Pence even eats? Uh, nothing. I think he. I don't even eat think anything. he eats rice. He's like that's too ethnic for me. Rice, <laughs> rice. I don't trust it. Rice. <laughs> rice is too. Uh, rice is too ethnic. <laughs> yeah. What What does Pence eat? He probably like. He's probably like the opposite of Trump. He no, probably eats like really healthy because he's like, I have to. I have my body as a temple. I, no, he, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he eats like steak. He eats like a bologna sandwich no, on probably, white bread with yeah, yellow but he, mustard. But he, but he probably goes and gets like, a, you know, like a New York strip, like medium, you know, like with with A1 on the no, side. No, he probably gets his shit well done because he wants Trump to like him. No. See, see, sir, I also enjoy hard steaks. Oh, God, his stool must be insane. Ugh, God. I can only imagine. If... <laughs> I don't know how we got talking about Mike Pence's stool. But. Well, I mean, you're the one that's in charge of the, of the hot take. Well, goddammit. All right. Uh, this one. Well, that's a novel. This is, this is so long. You got to keep, keep your takes yeah, concise, keep, guys. That's, that's, just a, that's a bit much. This basically talks about how most recipes don't use enough garlic. Um, Maybe the recipes you're looking at. What are you doing? The Mike Pence cookbook? Out of here. I will say I think you could bump up garlic. I'm gonna say this is non-garbage. A, bl- a bl- uh, non-garbage. I mean, I think blanketed like onions and garlic need to be. There, there could definitely be more in cuisine. I no, uh, like just in a recipe. Like in this a re- is no, like yeah. like recipe should have it bumped up. Like if it says five cloves, you five, ten, or six or seven, just a little more. Nah, ten. You heard <laughs> what I gar- said. You're a garlic guy. You're, I mean, you want you're saying double it. I've I've been eating five cloves. Every day for breakfast, and let me tell you, I fucking feel vigorous. You look great. Do I have a healthy glow? You're ha- you have a nice glow. You do. Well, last last winter, my thing was like, I'm gonna eat like aggressive amounts of garlic every day. Kind of like kind of like an offshoot of aggressive like aggressive vegetable garlic intake. Or just like raw garlic. Um, normally, I would cook them. Sometimes I would just pop a pop a clove in, pop a clove. <laughs> but uh, normally, I'm chopping five. For my breakfast, which is usually like sautéed veggies and eggs. And you're just throwing them in there. So I'm getting crispy, throwing ah, in the veg, okay, okay. throwing in some eggs. So, yeah, cooked. But I also have pickled garlic cloves in a jar. Okay. And those are, you know, raw. They're pickled, but they're not cooked. And I'll yeah. just pop. I'll just pop those guys. Yeah, that's a little. I'll pop all day. Like you're just fucking eating a pistachio. There you go. That's the sound <laughs> he makes when he eats rock. But last winter, I didn't get sick all winter. So I think eight a day might be the magic number. Because this winter, I was going with five. Thought I was all right. You got, got sick. Got fucking sick. Yeah. Well, maybe you got to bump it up to ten. Well, I'll tell you. It's time. Uh, I'm. Maybe I will. <laughs> the problem is, it's labor intensive to crush each clove, get the little guy, get the little paper off it. You are just doing it all wrong. You go to your local place, or you go to like get the big week, thing you with get the thing s- of whole peeled. Where garlic. do I get that? Though? You can get it at Ralph's. Yeah. Fuck. I'm fucking. You up. can get it at Whole Foods. Is it organic? You, I mean, at, at Whole Foods or 365 or last. If I'm gonna be popping food. them right in the mouth, I need it to be organic. You know what there is actually for 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 you? There's a, a thing that looks like a like a finger cuff that you take garlic and you you, you pop it out and you put it in there and you go like you put it in between your hands. What and a it, Chinese garlic trap? And it, and it basically and it and it your garlic comes out clean. I've never even heard of this. It's it's pl- it's like a rubber tube. It's it probably costs about five dollars and it will change your life if you want to buy whole clothes. What's it called? A garlic tube? I don't know. Are you making this up? No, no, no. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. Well, I've I'm seen dead the serious. thing where you put the clove in like a mixing bowl, you know, and you shake it. Yeah. But that that's stupid. 
Um, I don't know. But yeah, I'm going to I'm going to brand the steak yeah, non-garbage. Yeah, it's garlic tube peeler. Never seen that. Yeah, no, it's it's phenomenal. It's it's a it's a it's a wonder of this is gonna wonders. This is going to change my garlic game it's, for 2019. No, and you just put it in and you go like this and it just fucking all comes off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Done. I'm going to eat so much fucking garlic today. <laughs> all right. Uh this is actually about what we were talking on our last episode when we were talking chili. This is about uh, this is about Tommy's. Let's hear what he has to say. What's up, guys? Listening to the latest ep. I got something to say about Tommy's. I grew up in the valley. Tommy's is fucking garbage. It's fucking garbage. He says I, it's fucking garbage. I would wholeheartedly agree with. Damn. This, this is another valley local. Uh, he 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 continues. It's a distraction chili. He's right. Yeah, I, I don't like distraction chili. I don't like distraction meats. <laughs> I don't. I, I want my meats to be the focal point of the of, of the show. That's how I know that the beef is garbage. Mm. He's right. This is. I'm gonna. This is. I'm gonna say our strongest strongest take of the day. Tommy's is garbage. It is a garbage place. Damn. That's why you don't see a whole lot of them anymore. It had its time. Mm. Now it's on the downtick. I would like to hear uh, an impassioned defense of Tommy's from a Southern California native. Because you know they're out there's there. There's tons of them. There's Tommy, he Tommy heads. My wife likes Tommy's. You know, I'll say, I don't hate Tommy's. I think the chili is like overly thick. Maybe I think is that, that what it is? It's it is it is it is almost like cement. I think it could also be. I just don't like that it's standard. I mean, I think if they gave it to you on the side, no, all but the you're time, going there to get chili. I'm not. It's Tommy's Burgers. It doesn't say Tommy's Chili Burgers. It's, it's, it, I swear it does. Does it? Well, I don't pay attention <laughs> because I don't go to Tommy's. I think it's an issue like the In-N-Out Animal Style Fries, where when you get it hot and it's at the optimum temperature, you're eating and it's good. But it goes down a couple degrees. It becomes like a brick. Tommy's. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like animal fries. I mean, I. I'm, I'm not a fan of. You the know me. Fries. I defend In-N-Out fries. I'm an In-N-Out fry stand. I, I think their fries are good. I like. I like dipping their fries. People in, shit on their in, fries. In, in, in ketchup or spread, like people just shit on their it, fries. You know, but They're the True Detective season see, two see, of fries. The problem is that I don't want. I want that. I want that crispiness and that dip separate. Like so, you know those people that take uh, uh, ketchup and just put it all over the fries. Insane. That's it. That's to me, it's the same thing. Here's a hot take: if you if you're one of the person who takes ketchup and sp like squeezes it on the a pile of fries, you're out of your fucking I would mind. I would prefer the person which I've done before, where you put the fry into your mouth and squirt a little bit of ketchup. I in would your mouth. rather that. Yes. I would rather that so. than like a tiger stripe all over. The pile, you're, une Your you're getting uneven get dirty and distribution. It's like, like, what if you don't get to the fry fast enough? It gets like weird. Then you got to also dip it. You have like a, a tiny strip of, of ketchup maybe on the fry, depending on its position in the pile. It's, that's not enough. That's poor fry play. I don't know. I don't know what people are fucking doing. I don't know what they're thinking. That's, that, to me, that's insane. That's the def if someone was like, what's the definition of insanity? They'd be like, it's doing the same thing over and over again. I'd be like, no, it's putting ketchup <laughs> on your fries in a zigzag pattern like you're saucing a yeah. creme brulee. Yeah. S saucing a fry pile, that's... Unacceptable. 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 So I'll, I'll, I'll enter in my hot take. Uh, in and out fries are this, the True Detective season two of fries because they're shit on undeservedly so all the time and when you actually revisit them Colin Farrell does a pretty good Colin job Colin <laughs> Farrell slash those fries do a pretty fucking good job I just I just rewatched the second season and I gotta say it has its problems 
And, and you know, in and out fries. Yeah, like they didn't make another season for what, like four years? You know, you got to give them time to create. New season's fucking great. By I the haven't way. seen it. Well, you're fucking up. Well, no one's putting no one's putting ketchup on their French fries. You haven't seen Sopranos. You, you got a you got a lot of catching up to do. Not really. I it can't all be Game of Thrones, man. It's not. It's, Game of Thrones isn't going to be it's here. Sports. That's my thing. That's Super who Bowl. I am. Super Bowl's terrible. It was, uh, and now we've moved on. It's a new day. Mm. The sunset on that day, and now I'm I'm just I'm in the throes of basketball and, and hockey season. In the throes I, of basketball. Pitchers and catchers report for spring training soon. Uh, baseball season is nigh around the corner. <laughs> That's just 162 right. days of goodness. Well, more importantly, can you leave those hot dogs on the menu permanently at Estrada? We are. You are? We are putting them on the oh late night God. bar snacks and menu at Bar Claxon. This isn't a hot take. This is hot goss. You can get those fucking masterful dogs yes. late night Estrada. We're using hoffy dogs and we're using, uh, we're using some other nice ingredients. And it's, you know, it's, it's going to be good. Now, hoffy, that's a good dog. That's a good dog. That's a good dog that's right good there. Dog. I like that dog. That's a good dog. doesn't really have the snap. No, but they use Hoffy. They, so the Hoffy makes multiple kinds. Of, uh, uh, but Friedman's uses a Hoffy. Can you get the Can you get the snap kind? I can. Can you, I'm, can I'm you sure, call I'm up? Sure, I'm you sure call I'm up that meat supplier like, sure hey, hey, what, what you got those snap? You got those snappy ones? We want a snappy boy. I'll just coat it in like plastic wrap <laughs> as it goes out. Like, ah! I'm like, yeah, but that snap. There is something about that snap that really. It's so. It's just mm. so satisfying. Mm. Mm. That snap of that hot dog. Yeah, it's like jazz music. Um. Well, I mean, those those were some those were solid takes. We're you know we're still getting into the rhythm of this. Uh, definitely call, leave a take three two three three seven five forty eighty four. Um, you you've probably been walking around with this take in your head. You're like, I need established experts to tell me if it's garbage or not garbage. But that's why we're here. I, I need so and someone needs to be like this style of barbecue sauce is the is the ultimate style of barbecue sauce. I I, this, I don't know. Defi I want definitive barbecue. You, you want takes. definitive barbecue. I want definitive things? barbecue takes. Well, you know, call in um, and and keep it succinct. You know, this this thing. Uh, Google Voice is fucking. It's terrible. Is what <laughs> it is. Um, but yeah, let's 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 get some more going for next time. And uh, Mike Pence, if you're listening, you know, we appreciate you. Tell us what your daily diet is. Yeah. I'm picturing white you know, bread, you know, dude. I almost imagine it's this. It is. The Slim Fast Diet. It's a shake for <laughs> breakfast, a shake for lunch, and a sensible dinner. He just drinks Ensure. <laughs> Fucking gross. Uh, that is gross. Um, all right. Well, let's bring on our guest yes. because, um, you know, talk about food takes and podcasts. This guy is a veteran of the game. One might even say a pioneer. Yes. Uh, very happy to have him on the show. Let's get into it. Our guest today is Darren Bresnitz of the Food Music podcast, Snacky Tunes. Darren, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, I would say food podcast pioneer. Um, is that is that going too it, far? I won't say pioneer, but we've been doing it for ten years now. That's. I feel like I we're going say, with pioneer. Yeah, that's, that's Trailblazer. Fine. No luminary. I mean, the funny thing is that uh, we started early enough when people didn't care. Okay. And then we weren't new or noteworthy when people started to care. <laughs> and so you've been, you've been ahead of every in, trend. Uh, people, I don't know if they care. I mean, we still like doing it. Sure. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been interesting to watch it change. Cause I mean, when we started, 
it wasn't really a podcast because so Heritage Radio Network started by Patrick Martin Heritage Meets out of Brooklyn uh, in a shipping container behind Roberta's. Right. And so you're, you're literally broadcasting from a box behind a pizza <laughs> shop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so when Greg and I, who's my twin brother, when we started, we uh, we were DJs in Williamsburg. Mm -hmm. uh, that is literally the coolest thing mm -hmm. you could possibly say. Yeah, I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, we had sort of gotten burnt out on throwing parties, and Greg had been doing radio um, at KWVA in Eugene, Oregon, University of Oregon. He'd been doing radio for a long time, and he used to do... I want to say small radio or iHeartRadio. I don't know, something out of our, our kitchen in Brooklyn. And uh, Brandon Hoy, who was one of the founders of Roberta's, I mean, still is one of the founders. He's not dead. He's still a founder. <laughs> but he was a bartender at this place called the Royal Oak where we used to DJ. And, you know, one night at like 5.30 in the morning, he's like, I'm going to go open up a pizza place. And we're like, like, sure, bud. Sure, bud. Yeah. <laughs> like, See you later. I'm sure it's going to be great. I'm yeah. sure it's going to be great. Be bi-coastal in 10 yeah. years. And I'm sure it's totally not going to change the way people think about food and culture and all that. But yeah, you go do that. Yeah. And then he disappeared for a year. And then when he popped back up, he was like, yeah, I built this place in Bushwick, which at the time was right scary. He was ahead of the curve as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, And so... We start going out there, and then Heritage Radio opened up, and we had a meeting with Patrick uh, over at Lodge, and we're like, we want to do a music show, and he's like, there needs to be a food component, and that was the best advice we ever given, yeah. because the music and the DJing completely waned. You know, we did like DJing. Right. You're saying being a DJ is not a sustainable career? I'll say that being a DJ now and like is more sustainable than it was <laughs> then. Okay. So, so uh, you're giving the young DJs listening right now hope. Listen, oh God, uh, you're in the golden era. You don't know what it was like, kids, ten years track. ago. You can tour, <laughs> yeah. But so we started the show, and um, man, it was it wasn't even pod like they were doing podcasts as just an afterthought. It was a live show every Monday uh -huh. uh, that would then be turned into a podcast. We're like, okay, yeah, who and where and why, yeah. And then over the years, it's just grown. You know, there's 35 shows on the network. They've done 10,000 episodes. And we've, I won't say grown with them. Yeah. Because you I don't say, know. You can say grown with grown, them. But like, we've definitely, um, no one's told us to pack up our microphones and go home. Do you ever miss that shipping <laughs> container? I do because every week we would get free Roberta's pizzas. Oh and yeah, salads. fuck! I left a gram of weed in there. We, yeah. I really want that gram back. We're over. Yeah. We're over here doing a podcast in my house like idiots, not getting any free food. No, it, right. we've gotten free. Sometimes food. people bring sometimes us food, bring so us that's food. that's nice. Yeah, uh, it's last time. I will nice. say that I ate that food once a week, and I was just as excited every, every time. time. Yeah. yeah, it was so good. So you know, we've been doing it, and we we, we first started. It took us a while to get our first actual chef it was you know friends sure. and uh just anyone people off the street the hey you are you a chef hey you do you want a podcast no, i wasn't even chef hey I you mean, got sleeve tattoos get over here I hey mean, come on in this box but pretty much it was like did you do you work in food do you like that and then we started getting into chefs and we had djs for a while and that was sort of the format and then we got burnt out on djs and um greg had come across this band called freelance whales who were busking in the subway. Great band name. Before they became like an indie rock, uh, they became pretty well known. They toured. Sure. Yeah. They toured. Sure. 
Uh, and we invited them into the studio and they played five live songs and we realized that the shipping container are perfect acoustics. Oh, so wow. we just started doing live bands and it was great. And that was really I love that. You're walking through the subway. There's just like guys busting. You're like, you want to be on my food podcast in a shipping container? They're like, do we? Yeah. The, uh, you know, the, the late aughts. It was, it was a, Wild West out there. It, it, was, it was a Williamsburg, Billy Bird. Oh, it was. It was like the last, sort of like the last of that, that sure, era. But sure. we've had a couple of buskers come that on. That shipping container, it's a sweet green now, folks. It's yeah, a sweet green. Yeah. Uh, but it's no. $5,000 a square foot <laughs> right. in rent. Oh, my God. But no, it's still there. And, and uh, Greg does the shows out of there, and I do the shows out in LA. That's rad. Yeah. I, I mean, thank you for blazing the trail. For, well, for young so we, upstarts, so we could be where we are ourselves. Today. At, 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 you know, we're in I, episode sixty something. I mean, I will say this is that uh, we have watched a lot of food podcasts start after us and right. become way bigger right. than us. And you're like, how how dare you? Well, I will say, food is the new rock was kind of a, a big like music food, but you sure. were before that, we and were. I feel like you guys also presaged the idea. Like now, it's a pretty tired trope that like. Chefs, rock stars, chefs are the new rock stars. They got yeah. tattoos, they're doing drugs, they're the bad boys. But like, I feel like that idea didn't really even exist. It didn't, uh, it didn't really Did you exist. see that come into the zeitgeist and be like, hey, that's well, us. That, we, that was us. We were actually at the time uh, developing and actually we're doing, had done a show for IFC called Dinner with the Band with uh, the chef Sam Mason who was at WD50 and then his own place Taylor. So you kind of helped introduce this idea in a way. Uh, yeah, the, there it was floating around, sure. but I think you just saw that food was moving into the pop culture sphere. Yes. That music was already there, but that food was just becoming more and more mainstream uh, and this was before Instagram. Right. Pre, pre-gram, pre the dark ages. Wow. That is a very old-timey yeah, thing to say. What the yeah. hell? Um, I, can't wait, I can't wait to tell what, my daughter, being like, there was a time when you couldn't post photos, right. and you couldn't uh, tell your worth yeah. by how much you people didn't know what your friends were There was a time before eating. Instagram, and your daughter would be like, fuck yeah, you. What are you Instagram? talking about? Yeah. How would I know what my friends we are eating? We use Cluxorp now, and you're like, <laughs> what is that? And you're like, yeah, it's like when my dad told me he grew up, we didn't always have a TV. I wouldn't say that again. Yeah, coming in. What are you talking about, you idiot? But yeah, we just saw it. We saw it coming, and... You know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, the actual mashup of food and music. But we just thought it had a lot of the same output, the same people behind it, creative-driven people. And now food, I would say, I don't want to say it's more popular than music, but it's at the same level. Sure. It's at the same. If, if, if I could listen to an album of people just chewing, I would do it. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't. Enjoying their meal, like. Mm. There's as many bad food competition <laughs> shows as there are bad music competition shows. Well, that's how you know there's parody. There's, there's way, well, I would say there's more bad food competition shows. I think there's less uh, music competition shows. I mean, who's starting a new music podcast? Mm, uh, yeah, I guess no. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's let's, actually, let's you want to talk it. about a hot take. <laughs> You know, to start new music. Oh, we're going to talk about new albums and that, stuff. That's a right. challenge. That's I a actually want to talk with our friends bullshit. I'm actually thinking about it. I don't think I've ever listened to a music podcast. Uh, I, I don't think I have either. I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah, I listen to a lot. I have a long commute. Okay. I, I work <laughs> in Santa Monica. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Wow, that's like forever away from here. Yeah, from Silver Lake to Santa Monica. Do you listen to your own podcast? When we started, uh, I would listen... To see how we did, yeah, and just and then you get some moments where you're like, "Fuck yeah!" That was no, good. I never. Even now, I don't think I have any "fuck yeah" moments. 
Because uh, we're, we're not that we're not that type of of podcast. We're not a gotcha. We're not a news thing. We're not. Uh, people aren't coming on the show to break stories. Yeah, we should okay. put people in a corner when they come in here. Yeah. Can we Start, be more yeah. gotcha? We need more gotcha. Stuff. Yeah. Just, hey, could you step into the kitchen real quick? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, was, I, I was, had the hanger steak at your restaurant the other night. It was fucking garbage. I'm pulling up this Yelp review from 2012, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I want you to explain everything line by line. Thanks. But, um, yeah, so we just – I went listened to it to see how we talked and count the hundreds of ums, which I've gotten down to maybe 50 an episode. Okay. And now I just don't – I'll listen to it because Greg and I don't do the show anymore. So, we, so for the first, I would say – six or seven years it was once a week live it was on mondays and then we stopped being freelance so we moved it to sundays and so i knew all the interviews i we'd interviewed everyone together and now that we're living on different coasts but also now that we travel around the country around the world doing interviews i'll listen to his interviews if i'm not on the show right and yeah. you're like god without me he's nothing he's struggling what is he doing well, out we there just, uh I, I do when we do get the chance to interview together i do miss that back and forth sure i do yeah. miss having uh someone to bounce stuff off of and it just creates more of a a little bit more of a dynamic, but it's so rare now. You know, people grow up, you know. People grow the fuck up. Speaking of growing <laughs> up, cats in the cradle, man. You know? We just fucking realized that we grew up pretty much. We did. Like in the same neighborhood of suburban Philadelphia. We did. Uh, which is which is rad. I don't meet a ton of. It's the main line. I don't mean a ton of mainline people out here, but when you do, yeah. there's always and you always talk about the fucking like. You know, your slice joints, like Bella Italia for me. Pizza pizza. Pizza pizza. We were also um, Bella pizza people as okay, well. Okay, so that was a little further away, yeah. so we didn't really go there. But the first real pizza slice that I had that was even before pizza pizza was uh, Lorenzo's and Sons down on South Street. Lorenzo's was great. Yeah. That real the, big slice. Real big slice. Yeah. I, I want only, one of those. I recently saw a thing. Wait, it was one of those stupid. Uh, on Tuesdays. Yeah. And, and it's wait, like a so, comically big slice. Wait, so it was only cheese pizza that yep. you could get. But the slice was like this big. No, like I, I see your hands, long. man. No, that's, folks, that's what intrigued folks, me. Folks, it's a foot and a half long Sorry, pizza I was answering slice. emails from my, yeah. like, one of my restaurants, and I was no, like, wait, wait, you said big slice. A and who? Only, a what? And I was like, but you could only get toppings on Tuesdays? I believe that was what it was. Tell me, Top, tell me if you've it's seen It's like this. topless Tuesdays, but toppings Tuesdays? Yeah, toppings. I, like, I like this. So there was a video going around the internet that was it was called a Philly taco, I believe. Oh, I saw it. And someone took cheese. a cheesesteak and put it on this large slice, and then they rolled it up. I'm I mean, just going to say that that is just disgusting. It looks it looked really bad and dumb, but I was also like, I kind of want to eat that. No, because you mm. know, first off, it was done. It had no soul. No, you know, no. You know it was done just for the no. likes. Yeah. And you know that that's it's content, much, just for content. It's too much bread. I mean, too much bread. Way do, too much bread. They do. I would be more intrigued if there wasn't a pizza cheesesteak where you can get a cheesesteak with tomato sauce. Like you can get. Well, did you get pizza steaks growing up? No. Because pizza steak was like a go to for me. No. And I, I've talked about it before the cheesesteak pizza at Bell Italia. So you could get yeah. either one. You could get a cheesesteak that came with tomato sauce and cheese in it, or you could get. A pizza that was cheesesteak. I've never been a fan of the mashup like that. Yeah, well, you've never yeah. had Bell Italia, so you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Well, yeah, I've never had Bell Italia. doesn't matter. You've I'm never had a pizza of, steak? I'm, I, I don't, that doesn't sound like something I, I'd rather I've have never, a cheesesteak or a pizza. I've never done the pizza steak. Yeah. I'll tell you, and I'll go on the record because I know what I'm about to say. Is on the record, folks. I used to get chicken cheesesteaks. Yes. Chicken cheesesteaks are a critical part of, of growing up in Philadelphia. Yeah, but you have to get it chopped like... A cheesesteak, right. you can't get chunks of chicken because then that's just like a hot chicken. You ever fuck with <laughs> buffalo chicken cheesesteak? I've had, I, I didn't, 
I had it once and I realized this is what I like. I just like the Amoroso roll. Yeah. You know, the chopped chicken. Yeah. White American. Yeah. And then onions, mushrooms sometimes. So the Amoroso roll is the critical Philadelphia classic roll. And the Amorosos actually lived right by Lower Marion High School yeah. where you went. And I remember one year and Halloween, we went up to their house. Very nice house. They're doing very well. They got that bread <laughs> money, that bread bread. They were the original bread. bread. Like a bread, bread, bread door knocker. <laughs> no, but it was like we knocked on the door and they were one of those families that like didn't do Halloween. And we were so mad. They, they, should, were like, they could have just given, given out rolls. Given out rolls. Yeah. Give a damn roll. Give a roll. The kids love bread. We, we candied these rolls for you kids. <laughs> yes. Did you ever eat a mama's? No, I don't think so. All right. When you go back home, go to mama's. It's uh I think it's pickup only. It's in the burbs. Okay. Our thing was when there was a special occasion, we would get Carlino's lasagna. Mm. And that was like, you know, there'd be a lot of people coming over or like we would bring it to like another party if I was with my parents or something. Yeah. But like if yeah, people were coming over and my mom was like, we're getting the Carlino's lasagna. It was like. Great Italian fuck. food in Philly. Yes. <laughs> so much great Italian food. I know. And now I feel like we're, you know, we've talked about it a lot on the show. We're entering this kind of peak Italian pizza. Like there's a lot of good pizza happening. Like when did you move? Out to LA. So from New I York. was I was in New York for eleven years. Uh, my day job is you're eating free pizza every week. I mean, you're like every there. week, and I uh, I work in in food video, food TV. I worked at mm -hmm. the Food Network and Cooking Channel. We had our own cooking show, and then I got burnt out, and I went into uh, events full time, and I just sort of realized that the burnout was not just. Right. It was job, pizza related, but it was just it was, it was, it was, it was a pizza it was, element it was to it. A pizza element, but it was also New York. I felt like New York had shifted. I felt that I kept trying to find a New York that didn't really exist for me. What happened to mine? A New, New York, York of the mind. Yeah, a New York of the heart. Which, which I know how it sounds and no, sound. I know exactly what just, you mean. I, and I just you know my then girlfriend, now wife slash mother of our beautiful daughter who is also from the main line. Shout out to the main line. Shout out to the main line. We actually, I worked- A main line romance. You'll, you'll get this reference. We didn't know each other. I worked at a piece of pizza in Wayne. She worked at the Zany Brainies next door. Oh my God. I, a tale as old as time. But, by the way, for our non-LA listeners, or for our LA listeners, this is the most Philadelphia conversation yeah. I've ever been privy to. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sitting here over, like, I'm honestly like, I'm, I'm like watching uh, tennis. I'm just kind of going back and forth between the two guys. And I have, I have no idea what's going Zany on. Zany Brainy, man. I just heard Zany Brainy. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a now defunct high-end uh, child toy store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and they sold Legos and board games and shit. So, so it was I, like FAO shorts, but only for Philadelphia. But for, yeah. for like, for like learning games. Yeah, you know? it was. Yeah. And so I just, uh, you know, <laughs> L.A. Um, just looked really, you know, I was coming out here once a week and I was like, the food was really good. What year? What year is this? This was 2015. Okay. I, and 2014 was when I started spending more time here. Yeah. I said, the food is really good. There's Uber, which means I can get around places. Yeah. And just I saw a certain creativity uh, a lot of people are moving out here then. A lot, a lot of, of chefs. Here, chefs. A lot of people moving from New York. Yeah. But the ability to make stuff and start stuff that I, had really drawn me to New York in the early 2000s was now a spirit and part of LA yeah. that I was really drawn to. And so I came out here and I've been out here. It'll be four years this summer and I, I love it. And okay. I work over at uh, this company called Tastemade. Yeah. And I just. Shout out to Tastemade. Shout oh. out to Tastemade. And uh, yeah, shots on it. I did this one. Oh yeah, I was I'm supposed to or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Pioneers put, put of the, the overhead. Put a good word for me. Yeah. I will. Put a good word. For me. Pioneers of the overhead cooking shop. They are, and so I just love it out here. <laughs> and and the food, the food out here is great. You know, I I think yes, the 
they've finally figured out bread mm-hmm. and all forms of that where that'd be possible. I like how pizza. bread's like a new trend and now it's like yeah. bread, it's everywhere. Have you heard of bread? Have you heard about this bread? Because LA was so like anti bread for such a long yeah, time. Yeah, it really it was, was. Just like, nah, man, like figure out right. an alternative to bread. And we're like, but why? But why? <laughs> yeah, you know, gluten is not the enemy. Yeah, I mean, LA, LA first got on my map because of animal. Yeah, you know, sure. that was the first time I'd. I'd could even considered anything else, you know, you heard of Spago, but right. but that was such of another yeah. world and a era, different era. Which by the way, just ate there. It's very good. It's so good. It's I'm like so ready good. to go have a it's, full on dinner. It, there. it is very good and it is very just You get that smoked salmon pizza? Of course. Of course. Iconic. I've even eaten it. Iconic. I mean, if you if you go to Spago and don't get, and it. Don't get it, did you really go did to Spago? You know. No, you, you fucked up. No. That's what you did. But so here, so Animal and also, you know, what John and Vinny did, but now there's just so many restaurants to the point where you're like, there's probably too many restaurants right. out here that to survive. But, you know, if you really wanted good ethnic food in New York, you had to go to the boroughs. It was a bit of a, a, a trek. And here, it's, you can go to Thai Town. You can go get Salvadorian food. You can just, yeah. you know, you can go, uh, you can go to Sautel to get... Great Japanese sure. food. You got e- Ethiopian food in Fair- yeah, Fairfax. That like was actually one of the first places I went uh, when I came to LA to get uh, Ethiopian food, and I was like, "Oh wow! Like this is fantastic!" And I'm not, you know, sixty minutes out on the seven. Right. That's a very deep right. That's a, I don't that's even know what New that means. New York reference. Only those in the boroughs will get that one. Um, but no, but I, I I've loved it out here, and there is such a great food community, um, and you. You know, New York is much more cutthroat, I feel, and this right. is definitely... You gotta stab someone in the no, back, climb over their corpse, people. and then fucking succeed. But look, you work in food. I mean, it's not as... Yeah, I've never murdered anyone. You've never murdered yet. anyone, but put a yeah. timestamp time on this podcast. <laughs> but I might. But it's, there's a good community. It's, it's no, there, there is, and, everyone, and there is a lot, there is a significant amount of support between, between chefs and between... Uh, restaurants. No I mean, one ever talks shit. No one ever talks shit. Everyone business. loves Everyone each just, other. Everyone's I mean, holding hands, but... Look, there's there's shit talking everywhere, sure. but it's not as... I mean, it's built into New York. And that's not just... But I think it's like... Just, shit talking is part of what it is to be a oh, New Yorker. Oh! I'm, I'm walking here. If you're walking here, you have to explicitly tell people that. Otherwise, way, how are they going to know? When my daughter was born this past year, I, um, you know, you just have a lot of time and I watched this all the Sopranos. Oh my God! It's my, uh, for it's the my first favorite time, show. and uh, it was great. It's yeah. my, it's I, my I, favorite. I, show. I wish I watched it when I was living in New York. I've still never seen oh. an episode. Never seen, oh, you've never, never seen it. Oh, Stugat, I've never seen it, and and this doesn't make me want to see it. No, it's <laughs> it really is like I know you can love the Sopranos and not have grown up or even been to the East Coast, but like it really, it really resonates it really when you grew up. It really helps if you grew up like next to New Jersey yes. or grew up with a deep Italian culture yes. in Philly, yeah. because it really making, is. And like, I heard they're making a prequel. They are yeah. prequel young, movie with, with his son. Wow, as a young Tony Soprano. With Look, his if son. it's as good as Godfather Two, then you're in. Then I'm then in. I'm in. If it was Godfather 3 territory, never seen Godfather 3. Then I'm out. Shout out to Gandolfini, rest in power, King, one of the best to ever do it. You know, the thing I remember about him is uh, when he um, passed away. That meal that he had? That meal that he had with the double. He was in Rome, right? Double large uh, deep fried King prawns. He was in Rome, right? He was in Rome. And And so, like, the receipt for his meal from that night came out, and it was like the epic. Like meal of I, all I don't time. Know if he knew the most that, Gandolfini. Right. If you, he didn't, if you don't know if he was going out, but like if he went out in style. Either I mean, way. if he knew that he was going out, then it was like I'm gonna go out in style. But if he didn't know, he definitely died from that meal. <laughs> I mean, that meal is just do just 
Google that. That man can eat. Yeah. Rest in power, <laughs> King. One of the best ever. Rest in prawn. Rest in prawn. Also, baby. when you watch that show, it's like you watch. You it. get fucking hungry. Well, if you watch it, if you binge it, uh, you you can, need some. You, you need see, something around. Well, you see his weight. You need mozzarella oh sticks. Uh, that gets, first season, he's felt. Yeah, he's like he's like he's like that. Uh, right, he's like he's like burly, a little burly. Yeah, he's burly, and then by the end, you're just like, wow. Yeah, he really he really balloons up. I'm there. surprised no one. I mean, I, I Sopranos put out that cookbook, um, but I'm surprised no one's done uh, more Sopranos food reference. But I guess it's such a dated reference. Oh, well, you can have. <laughs> was the cookbook officially licensed by the show? Oh yeah, no. Okay. It's I think the cover is that shot of them sitting around the table. That was one of the promos. Oh yeah, yeah. I gotta and get that cookbook. I I guarantee you, if you went on Amazon, you can find a few oh, used copies. I'm on that shit. I mean, it really it's one of those I think shows. That's good for you guys to give out to everyone. who comes on the show gets a signed a signed copy. Sopranos. They're like, this is signed by you. I'm like, like yeah. What's yeah, the problem? Yeah. Uh, we're also uh, food luminaries. <laughs> what, what do you want? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been it's been interesting to see. Uh, Food, I mean, Sopranos was such a great food show, but food, like, we just watched The Favorite the other night, and food plays such a big part mm-hmm. of that. I feel that with movies and TV today that uh, you see more food, there's more of a nod to it in different different ways and, like, different pop But have you seen the seminal Bradley Cooper television series? Kitchen, Kitchen Confidential. Kitchen Confidential. Yeah, I watched it. Uh, so when I was... Free, I love that show. Uh, the best one, the best... Shout, best, out, shout out to Bourdain. Rest in power, The King. best moment of that, uh, when they're like trying to be hip and edgy, is when they're <laughs> buying groceries out of a van in the, in the alley. In the alley. They're trying to make like a drug deal. They're trying to make like a drug deal, and Bradley Cooper grabs mushrooms from a chef, and the chef goes, not these mushrooms, because they're supposed Those to Those are my drug mushrooms. My and then he goes, I was about to have a very boring weekend. Yeah. yeah. And then I go, oh the idea God. of working in a kitchen for 15 hours high on mushrooms <laughs> right, seems exactly. like that seems, it's a nightmare. The yeah. ultimate nightmare. A real kitchen nightmare. You know how chefs love psychedelics in the kitchen. Yeah, nothing says <coughs> nothing says uh, Friday night I'm going under the weeds like this seeing yeah. triple of an order. Uh, but no, that show, it was, it, it's. I, I think I watch it, I want to say on Hulu. It's like yeah, nine, it's on, it's I want to give out signed copies of that on Blu-ray. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just it uh, is on Hulu. I don't. I don't even think it's on Blu-ray, my friend. It came out on DVD. The best once. part. The best part is in the opening credits. He's like walking into the kitchen, <laughs> and everyone's like prepping, and he finds like a bra on a bra, oh, like yeah. he hangs hanging off a amongst pan, the pan. No, he takes a pan off to expose <laughs> a bra. Oh uh, yeah. It's, it's a, like you know how that happened. That show. I don't. I wonder. I wonder if it came out now and with a non. Because it was on Fox, I think. It, it was yeah. on Fox. If it yeah. came out now and wasn't a prime network show it, like it was the, a, it was a show that almost seemed like it could have had a laugh track but i guess sweet you bitter know? came out and that came and went right and that's the book true. the book was super popular and i read I mean, the book. obviously no offense to stars but it, it was on stars yeah it was on <laughs> stars uh stars where good ideas go to die I yeah know. i mean i think getting back to like you know you're kind of being ahead of that curve of like, uh, you know, chefs are rock stars, food is a new rock or whatever. Like, I think that show was trying to capitalize on that. And it Bourdain was, very, very was someone who really like yeah. pushed that no, into was, the forefront. It was about sex and drugs and stealing and, and right. backstabbing. It, it, it would take place in New York. There was one episode where just two re- just chefs were just going at each other. Oh, yeah. The entire thing. Have you watched one the whole show? It's it's, ep- el- it's, it's it's eleven episodes. Okay, it's it's one it's season. 11 it's eleven episodes. Okay, t- it's twenty two minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's an episode. 
That's I don't you, you've never seen Sopranos. You've seen all of like, Kitchen well, Confidence. So, so Multiple like, times. So that's like four hours of your life. Like it's been raining in New York for the last two weeks. You could have knocked it out. Wow. Oh, all right. I'm gonna have to watch it. I've only really watched the the first one and it was so funny. Look, it's been great, and the great thing about food becoming so popular is that it's allowed more room for things to be bad for a while. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be all good. You can sort of find your way and find your footing. Uh Ironically, it's also allowed for more bad stuff sure. that's gotten popular, but sure. it but it has given people a little bit more room to say, I'm going to be a chef, I'm going to do something different, and people not just rolling their eyes or thinking that they couldn't get a job somewhere else. Right. right. Um, but the important thing that we need to focus on now is what is the next new rock? Food's out. Chefs are old news. They're not the rock stars anymore. Who's new? Who's fresh? Glass blowers? I mean, podcast like, guys. Podcasters. <laughs> Podcasting is the new rock and tech, roll, folks. Tech nerds, man. Tech. Tech nerds. I mean, tech, tech is the new punk rock. Dude, you see that guy? You see that bro on a bird? That guy's like Iggy Pop. I mean, whatever it is, I don't know. About you know that it. Iggy Pop has a bird named Biggie Pop? And Biggie Pop has his own Instagram? And it's just a cockatoo with Iggy Pop. And he loves this fucking bird. Well, Just check it out. His I'm, name is Biggie Pop. It's I'm amazing. fucking sold. I'm sold. It's amazing. I'm fucking sold. Uh, I, I don't know w- what the next thing is because art is popular. Music is popular. Food is popular. You, you know, if you think about people's expressions um, that would last and that people can interpret. Because gl- look, let's say glass blowing, right? Mm-hmm. That is very niche. And yeah. like you have to be into glass. There is not... A wide range. Glass blowing is the new rock, folks. You yeah. heard it here first. <laughs> You've been to a glass blowing 14, party down the warehouses. There's gonna be 14 glass blowing yeah. shows by the end of next year. I went to a pop up uh, glass blowing. I went to party. a pop up blow. Yeah, I went to kind of a. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of just an impromptu blow. You know, just a couple of just jamming, well, jamming that, on a couple of shapes. That new documentary that just came out called Glass. There you go. That. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's let's say it's podcasters podcasting. I is the new cool shit because you need to have something that and it's is new. some it's has a wide range of <laughs> popularity and ends right. for people who have completely wild different backgrounds. So base jumping's out. Base, base jumpers is a new. They're kind of like the new rock stars if you think about it. For a while, yeah, parkour were the new rock stars. That's true. It, yeah, parkour had their moment. Do you think? I mean, do you think it's funny uh, when you see parkour still popping up in action films? You're like, oh yeah, that's oh still, yeah, I remember that's still, that. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Thing. I remember when uh, Casino Royale came out and parkour was like love it's Casino Royale and that opening scene with the parkour dude uh-huh. uh, who's the bomb maker yep. and you're like ooh, ooh that God. guy is going up he, he, that he guy can, can do, really move around he can make bombs but he can also make crazy moves yeah, on the street like, look at him jump look at him go and then, <laughs> and then and now you're like oh that was the thing that, was, that the was, thing. was the thing but then again I would watch a Fox drama starring Bradley Cooper about a parkour expert in New York City I would I would so I would do that the bad boy world of parkour yeah it's called Steppin Bradley Cooper. Stepping off. Stepping off. The best thing about Kitchen Confidential Stepping was like, uh, that, uh, that he had one tattoo and it was like tiny and it was of knives. Oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was a little knife. So I imagine like parkour, just like two it's cinder. It's like two cinder yeah. blocks or it's something, a, you know? But it's like you have to have one tattoo little, at least. It's a little railing I mean, on his and wrist. A th- yeah. And a thumb ring. You know, uh, look, let's be honest. The new rock stores are that or are... Instagram influencers, yeah. YouTube people. I mean, that, yeah, that, yeah, that, not as like, cool. <laughs> like the social media yeah. people. The who, new rock star is the guy from the Firefest documentary who blew that guy. That guy's the new rock almost. star. Blowjob guy. Oh, almost yeah. Blew that guy. I didn't even see it, but. Oh, yikes. Blowjob guy. You haven't, oh, it's, 
It is so Look, good. I got I got Bradley Cooper show to watch first. I got a long list of content. <laughs> I got to rewatch Sopranos three times. I got I'm a busy man. I'm I got stuff to I'm do. I'm surprised no one's done a super cut of all the food in the Sopranos. Oh my god. Just I make follow, a movie of I follow an Instagram account that's all the food from The Simpsons called Cuisine of Springfield. I, I do as Shout well. out to Cuisine of Springfield. There Great follow. Someone should do that. I feel like that has to exist. There's a super cut on YouTube that's every, oh, from the show. Yeah. It's like 10 minutes long. It's <laughs> because, because the length of the O is directly proportional to the perceived slight. So if it's like a little joke yeah. amongst them, they're like, oh. But then if it's like something major, like, oh. So but, it's like And the then best. every once in a while, there was a real angle. And be like, oh. Oh. Yeah. And then if you stand up, like, oh. If is there stand, like multiple, like, oh, 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 oh. No. Oh, oh, oh. No. no it's it's no, really no. more of a, yeah. You, you That's more a up. Maryland thing. Oh. It's, it it's a quality, not a quantity <laughs> yeah. of the. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to hit that. Ooh, yeah. You got you to gotta get it. But yeah, it's been, uh, you know, I, I don't know what's next. I mean, we're going to, you know, the, we'll keep doing the show and we'll keep going and Hell hanging yeah. out with people who want to do it. But, uh, you know. Also, longest running food podcast. I would say of any Plus, in I the mean, game. We're gonna hit episode four hundred. Damn. There's another flex flexing on them. We're gonna we're gonna hit episode four hundred this year, and I, no I one else is touching those numbers. There there was one. I was trying to. I couldn't remember. I say milk something. No, it wasn't milk. I don't even know what it's called. I don't know. There's another podcast where I saw and they had like three seventy. But the way that I thought about You're it, like cute, was that it's like a marathon where it's like, yeah, the people, the second place person is pacing the first person. That's true. But the first person is right. Got a the first mile on first them. For they're a never getting that quarter mile. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's been really fun. We've met so many people. Like it's crazy the amount of people and the people who wanted to talk to us. But I think part of it is that we haven't gone after just like high end names. Right. It's just such a range. You know, it's like what I love about food. Like right. you can like. Like the tasting menu, you can have a hot dog. It's sort yeah. of all the same world. Yeah, uh, and that's that's what we you know that's what we love about doing it. Maybe consider episode four hundred Bradley Cooper to talk about his seminal show, Kitchen oh Confidential. If we could get Bradley, that would Cooper be amazing. That would be incredible. What what do you think he even remembers? From he that nothing. Show? Absolutely nothing. nothing. Dude, it's funny. He probably remembers fucking everything <laughs> from that show. He's just like, listen, man, I was going through a lot of stuff. That was, was the, really oh, you mean? Dark. Yeah, that's like his favorite work. Yeah. He's like, God, I can't believe they canceled it. That I was my favorite show. I actually can't believe they canceled it because I'm, at the end of episode 11, I wanted more. Mm. Yeah. It's, uh, I want to just cast Bourdain. They should just have Bourdain do it. I don't know. I mean, it used to be, it was also the era where shows shows would run for three episodes. They'd put that's, millions yeah, of dollars yeah. into a show. Right. And then and like, if shut the it show down. wasn't a hit immediately. It was that I feel like if Kitchen Confidential came out now, it would get at least a ten episode arc on Netflix. There's yeah. like five thousand shows about doctors, lawyers, and cops. Like, can we get one good show about a chef? Is that okay? Is but I mean, look, Bob's as, Burgers as a chef, it's sort of tough to yeah to it, dramatize that to world. Dramatize it. I mean, I guess you could do it now. It's sort of tough to dramatize it without it just feeling Being such. Stupid. Just That's why every comedian <laughs> like shits on these shows that come out where like the life of a comedian. Every comedian is like, give me a break, because yeah. it's like you have to dramatize at the point of almost being ridiculous. Because otherwise, if you showed normal life of anything, you're like, that's terrible. Can you imagine if they did a dramedy about uh, podcast guys? <laughs> it would be wow. Just I one mean, episode. Marin's show is basically that. Is it? That's him doing it. his podcast on the show. It. He plays himself. <laughs> he plays himself as a podcaster. Yeah. But I mean, how much is it about the podcast? I don't ever really want. Is it like Mrs. Maisel, where at one and every episode he does his podcast for five minutes? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm too busy rewatching Sopranos for the sixth time. 
Miss okay. Maisel is great food. Okay. Shout out to Miss <laughs> Maisel. Um, man, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, oh my gosh. Let's so plug some in. shit. Yeah. Uh, right, so we have an Instagram account that we never use, but it's Snacky Tunes. Okay, Snacky Tunes. Uh, we have tried to just get it going, but I'd rather post photos. Right, you got a kid. You got shit yeah. going. Uh, yeah. shit going on. And shout out to our other producer, Kong Fan, and his wife Shannon, who just had their beautiful baby boy, boom, Felix. Who's you guys be- are all living in domestic bliss. Uh, yeah, and Greg is engaged. He's getting married in April. Damn, now. hey, look at that. Look at this. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to listen to the show, and we never really get into our personal lives. But, you know, 10 years of doing a show, I could go back and listen to it and be like, oh, I know what type of shit we were going. Right. You're like, wow, I was Uh, in a bad place then. I mean, look, when you're like in your late 20s living in Williamsburg and being a freelancer, Mm -hmm. you just just go through some shit. Sure. Uh, If you go to snackytunes.com, that's where you can find the archive. The hundreds of premium. No, (laughs) that sends you to a link. Of the archives, which is on heritageradionetwork.org. But um, Greg started this thing last year called Chef Music Mondays, where we get chefs to make playlists and write about them. So we have about 50 different playlists uh, on Spotify, and you can listen to um, chefs. A few of them, I think, have been disgraced since we took them up. I'm not, <laughs> I, I, now listen to Mario Batali's right. playlist. No, it's uh, all it's, it's cold right. outside. It's Mario Batali's joke. Mario Batali's after <laughs> hours upstairs playlist. But I, I think I, I, I have to go back and look. But I think we do have a Batali playlist. Uh-oh. Yeah, mm. I know. it's just all Mambo Most Batali, most non disgraced. There's a couple now disgraced, but most non disgraced. Most non disgraced. Um, and then uh, to you know the people who who keep us uh, in microphones and and headphones. Heritage Radio Network. And they got a lot of cool shows, a lot of great yeah. food content. 35 great shows. Be a donor. It re- we're, you know, 501c3. I think that's the right thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But we're like the NPR food cast. Hell yeah. That's uh, awesome. And it's great. So support it. And thank you guys for having me on. Yeah. Thank and you. as always, you can follow me at Carl Hess on the gram. Joel is at Joel David Miller because mm-hmm. he has three names because he's do. important. I'm very important, um, man. Follow Joel's new sandwich shop, East Stretto Sandwich yeah. Shop on the gram. Please do. Uh, go get a sandwich and a glass of natural wine in downtown LA if you haven't. Um, also, we're doing, you know, we're doing the Hot Take Hotline. So you can call us at 323-375-4084. Leave us those hot takes. Give, let's get bring those hot takes. We're going to wrangle those takes. And we're going to tell you we if they're garbage floating around in or non-garbage. Um, so yeah, hit us up. And as always, you can email us. Yeah, 42069 at give a gmail.com. Hot take? Yes. Hot take. No New York chef will be successful in Los Angeles in 2019. Oh, I, my I, God. I, Scorching. I, I, I agree. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I mean, they all, they all washed out in 2018. I don't. And here's the, thing, here's the thing. I want certain chefs to come here and be successful. I, I and I can't tell if it's that people are just writing them off because they're not, you know, LA native sons and daughters, right. or they come in thinking they can just plop down sure. an out of city concept. Sure. They don't have the dynamic, the landscape down. They think, oh, I'm this guy. I can do whatever I want, and it'll work. Well, you can't. Well, Get out of my town. I'm, I'm going to say that's a non-garbage hot take. That's a pretty solid. <laughs> right on. Well, thank you, guys. You're to here you. first. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Go leave us a rating or view on iTunes. Uh, we'll be back next week. And go eat something fucking delicious.